This is Confessions of a Former Mean Girl with Serena Myers. I'm a master transformation mentor and shadow guide, and I work with heart-centered, high-achieving women who are on the journey to becoming the truest version of themselves, which is only possible by first accepting all that they are. This podcast explores the lessons I've learned from my bad decisions so you can feel better about yours. It's normal to be a messy human, so let's talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Former Mean Girl. I am so fucking excited because today I am not doing the show by myself. So this month was my 10-year wedding anniversary, and as a result, we opened up the doors to answering your questions about our marriage, about how we make things work after my wife's transition. And because she is the absolute best, I convinced her to come on and do the show with me. So this is my wife, Rhea Myers. Hello. Hello. Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. I like hanging out with you. So that was an easy decision. <laughs> I didn't have to pay her to say that or anything. My goodness. <laughs> Oh, I could have been paid. Oh, wow. Okay. No, we should definitely talk about that. Yeah. That'll be an, an off episode conversation. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so Rhea and I met a long time ago. We had a whirlwind romance where we were engaged the second time we met. We moved in together the third time we met. We got married like two months after that or something crazy. And then we went through a lot in our time together. Like, what are some of the things that we've gone through? In the last 10 years. We've gone through, we had immigration trouble. We've had deaths in various families. Mm -hmm. We've had underemployment. Yeah, we've had to sort of find new places to live. We've had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. We started a business. Like I started a business and then we started yes. a company together. Yeah. Um, and so we crammed a lot into our 10 years. And three years ago, Rhea always says it's because the, the writers were lazy. Three years ago, Rhea awoke from a dream and realized that she was trans. And naturally, that had a bit of an impact on our marriage. <laughs> What'd you call that? A bit of an impact? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff we wanted to share about today for a few reasons. One is that not everybody has a trans person in their community, in their network. And so there's a lot of othering. There's a lot of not knowing and not having anyone that you can ask. And, you know, it, it makes people uncomfortable. And I think that the more we like normalize these conversations, the more safety trans people can have when they're just navigating the world being their fucking selves, because we should all be awarded that right, frankly. But secondly, at the start of her transition, I didn't have a lot of examples of couples who made it through what we went through. And most of the stuff that I found, if they did make it through, the non-transitioning spouse was really angry. And so much of it was about how they transitioned their anger. And I'm not going to tell anyone how they're allowed to feel or not. But I wanted to have more examples of that. I wanted to have hope because I was in a very scared place. I felt like I was in limbo and I didn't know what was happening with my life. And so we wanted to put together this episode so that we could have those conversations so that maybe someone can find this, either understand things differently, satisfy their own curiosity, or if they're in a situation they found themselves in like we did, maybe I would give them a little bit of hope as well. Do you have anything you want to say before we get into the questions? 
I mean, I just remember that you were worried that something was going on uh, mm. when I realised, because I, I didn't like tell you the first couple of days because I was just trying to work everything out, mm-hmm. and you were worried that something was going on. And so when I told you that I'd worked this out, you were relieved because it meant that I wasn't secretly hogging a desire not to start company with you. Yeah. Well, and we had just had our seven-year anniversary, and I was like, oh, God, yeah. does she have the seven-year itch? Like... I think, you know, when things, especially because we are a couple that talks everything through and also I'm psychic, although I did not see this coming. That's another question that did not get asked that people do ask me sometimes like, oh, did you have any idea? I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. So I did feel you pulling away and thankfully you only did it for a few days, like three days of soul searching and then coming to the conclusion that this was actually, this was a thing. This was happening. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for trusting me. Thank you for taking only three days because some people, it takes their whole life. Yes. Well, I mean, one one of the things that we talked about was that you like, we'd spent a lot of time building up trust before that because Mm -hmm. neither of us had the most trusting relationship partners before we met. And yeah, we'd spent some years on not necessarily less major things, but on different things building up trust and establishing that actually, yeah, you know, it is better when we talk to each other and that we can tell each other what's going on. Yeah. Well, and you listed all the, some, well, not even all, but some of the things that we've gone through. And I think, not that I encourage hardship as a way of building trust, but we did definitely have a track record of we could make it through shitty things together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So without further ado, we have taken our top three questions and we are bringing them to you. And we're not going to do like an interview style. We're just going to have a conversation. And of course, if you have other questions when you're listening to this and you're wondering, hey, can I still send these in? Absolutely. I'll make sure that the Instagram for this podcast, so it's former Mean Girl Pod, is linked in the show notes. Send your questions in. And if we get enough of them, we can always do another episode in the future. Because I plan to have many anniversaries with you and any excuse to be able to do a little collab yeah awesome okay question number one what were the kindest or most supportive comments that you or we received so like on a personal level my favorites were from a very old friend i suppose i should say it was obvious which was sort of very affirming for me and i remember like you sort of always said people would say to you hey your relationship goals and I remember that you were initially worried about how this would impact that. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think you still get people saying that to you. Although, yes. Yeah, still yes. not to the same degree and certainly not no. as often. And I think also yeah. going through what we went through to get here is probably not a relationship goal. The relationship is no. the goal, yes. but like yeah. the resilience that was required, maybe not so much. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, those sort of, it's the, yeah, it's just the treating it has an unextraordinary and sort of not implying that you are you are doing anything special by just loving the person you love. Mm-hmm. I think the one for me, and this isn't even like a specific comment, but my grandma is struggling with dementia. And I would say she remembers Rhea's name about 50% of the time, but she always remembers her gender. And that just means the world to me because I know particularly with an older generation, that could be problematic in some cases. 
And then when you throw in a memory problem on top of that, not the best situation, mm. but she'll always say, hey, what's her name again? What's her name again? So she, re she remembers it's her. She just doesn't remember what Rhea's name is. But we've had that, and certainly I've had that sort of, I've had to update my life, you know, who I am with people born during the Second World War to people born during the War on Terror, and I've not had a single person who has out of the gate in, I don't understand this or I don't like this. Mm -hmm. So I, I think sort of understanding and acceptance or the positive kind of not caring are widespread. And like, I certainly know that I've been very lucky in that. Yeah, I know you've described it as a unicorn experience, but I think like additionally, and I do think it was, and I think that that's really special, but I think additionally, because you transitioned later in life, you knew who you are, you'd already cultivated your social circles, like, you know, you, you surrounded yourself with people who weren't assholes, <laughs> I guess is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I think that yes. Yeah, I was sort of lucky in sort of every way other than not knowing earlier, and that obviously brings its own issues but yes i massively lucked out not least with you Aww. so yeah Thank you. i remember my favorite bit of cheek that you said is that you had your first shitty comment on twitter after someone heard you on a podcast and they said that's what was it about that's not the voice i was expecting and you said yeah and most people don't know that i have a british accent <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't yeah, yeah you know you have to get used to I mean, I, I wish you didn't, but yeah, you have to get used to basically being a stand-up comedian handling hecklers. So yeah, well, you do yeah. it with grace, in my opinion. I know I'm biased, well, but I think you do it with yeah. grace. This one came in the other day, and it was really interesting because this is something that I know I have personally struggled with, and no one had asked me this before, so I thought that was really fun, and that was. What happened to all the old photos and all the old mementos and the stuff from pre-transition? Did we just box it out? Did we put it away? Like, what happened to all of that? So I was not unusual for someone who hasn't yet realized that they were trans in terms of I just didn't like seeing myself in photographs and I didn't know why. And you love photographs, you love recording things, you love the memories of things in photographic form. And I sort of, you know, I, I, I loved you and I didn't want to get in the way of you doing the things that bring you joy. So I am in a lot of your old photos. And again, with the wedding, I do not, I did not like wearing suits for reasons I couldn't quite work out. And, you know, I wanted to give you a nice day. So there I am in all the photos wearing a fairly sharp, but nonetheless suity suit. So, yeah, I'm actually surprised by how little I like seeing myself in old photographs. Like, I have a lot more sympathy for that person mm. now, but I do feel very alienated by them, which obviously is absolutely not your experience yeah. of them. So, like, both our historical relationship to those images and what they mean to us now are very different stories and yeah you sort of you have been very kind about taking some of the ones with me in particular in but like there's moments that 
are part of our story, whoever the people in the image may or may not be. And, you know, I don't feel good about not having those images. I don't know what the solution is, but I'm glad I don't have to see them and have that sort of, oh, what is that in the picture next to Serena moment? I mean, I think one of the things that's worked quite well are the non-photographic memorabilia we have. So you updated our star picture thing. That sort of we've got a couple of really lovely diagrams of like prints. Thank you. Yes, of, of the night sky on the night that we met up in person for the first time. And I want to say the night we get married, we got married. So when we originally had it, it was the night we met in person for the first time. And then after your transition, after we had bought our house and we knew we had those two walls that needed something large, I reordered them and I got them done because we've had two weddings. So we got them done for each of the wedding dates. And then we put in quotes from the song we walked down the aisle to. Yes. Yeah. And like that works really well because... It's obviously massively resonant, but it's not a photograph. It's like if you replace it, it's not, and, and it's not handmade or anything. So it's not an irreplaceable object. It's sort of something that can and has been updated to keep its meaning rather than to lose meaning. And that's worked very well. And we've had, like, we've had some photo shoots. We had that one the other year and we'll hopefully have some this year. And that will give us new photos, but um, yeah, some of them are not going to be the same. I know that in our old house, there was almost this regular reminder and it was still fresh. The transition was still fresh. So it was still a little bit painful because we had our wedding photos down the hallway of the staircase. So we would go up and down the stairs every day and we would have this reminder. And what some of you know, and some of you don't, was that like, at the beginning of our wedding was also the start of my nervous breakdown. So when I would look at those pictures, particularly after her transition, I had this feeling of like, neither of those people exist anymore. Like I am not that Serena and you are not the person that you were before. And they made me really sad. Like I stopped finding like one of our pictures that we had was based off of a cake topper I'd seen and I was squeezing her bum and it was like so uncharacteristic of her and so 100% me. And it was my favorite picture. You, It was just so funny and cheeky and cute. And it didn't bring me joy anymore. Now, the good thing is we have a shit ton of boxes we never unpacked when we moved. So a lot <laughs> of our photos are in there. And so we haven't had to make a decision about what to do with them. But we do also have a box called Nostalgia in a Box. And I think that's probably where like our albums can live and that kind of a thing. And there can be things that we can reflect on. We have a lot of photos because we went through immigration. You have to prove your relationship. We had like... I think we sent them a hundred and something photos. So just from that one period of our courtship, we have a lot of documented stuff, but neither of those people, it really exists. And I think that it's also a nice reminder to freshen things up and to bring them back. So we have photos from Hawaii last year. We're renewing our vows twice this year for our 10 year anniversary. And so we get to create new memories I'm really excited to have new wedding photos with you, though. Like, yeah, that is, yeah. that's a really big one for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have got one more question, and that is, what has changed in our marriage? I mean, obviously, there have been some things, which we won't go into in any kind of explicit detail, because I mean, this isn't OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. What hasn't, hasn't changed? Um, it's like everything and nothing. 
Yeah, I don't sort of on a practical level, like travel now requires us to sort of make sure we're going somewhere that isn't going to hate crime us mm-hmm. just for going there. And like we have had to organize our safety and like you know, financial security and everything slightly differently from how we did before. But I, I don't know how much has changed within the relationship other than me being happier and you being happier for me. Well, I think there were like little things. I definitely see you much more at peace. I also see you stepping into your dreams in bigger ways, which is very exciting for me because there were times where I know in the past, I don't know if I've told you this or not, but there were times where I had be, I would be frustrated because I knew you wanted to do these things and opportunities would come knocking. And yes. because you were having all this internal stuff that you didn't know what was going on, it really got in the way of you making some really powerful leaps. But, you know, since you transitioned, you just started taking over the fucking world and it has been just the <laughs> most beautiful thing. Like, you know, that frustration of your untapped potential is no longer, is no longer mm-hmm. a thing for me. I think something that has really stayed the same, and this is anyone who knows us well would know this, is that like I thought I had just found the most sensitive husband in the entire world. I didn't realize that I was marrying a woman in the first place. I was always the more, I mean, technically, I guess it's masculine, but like I don't want it to be about masculine, feminine, but like all of those traits that we would typically attribute to quote unquote the man in a heterosexual relationship those were mostly me so we kind of ended up we always talk about how we lean into our strengths like we were doing lego last night and she's good at one part i'm good at the other like we just play to our strengths that's kind of what happened here it was like her transition allowed her to lean more into her feminine be more sensitive be more even more tender-hearted and she already was all those things but now it's amplified and I was thankfully secure enough in that place of, you know, not questioning my femininity because of these masculine personality traits that I held on to. So a lot of that stayed the same. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, as you say that, that was already there. And again, that's part of the trust that we built up before the sort of, you know, we had worked through home. You know what are our roles in this relationship at this time and who does need to be doing what and what do we need to feel sort of secure and thriving within this relationship so yeah that side of things has very much continued and sort of also i think you know you said how it's it's allowed me to lean into my sort of positive qualities, I guess, and sort of not repress things consciously or otherwise. And I think it's like, I think it has freed you up a bit as well. Mm, But, um, well, I don't know. I think like just in terms of sort of the expectations of who does what within the relationship are much more open Mm. and much more sort of, we have much less conforming to worry about. And then that's sort of freeing for everyone involved. So to, to be blunt, yeah. I have issues around not being the perfect housewife where like I can cook like a champ, but I can't clean to save my fucking life. 
And there was, especially early in our marriage, there was a lot of shame around like not being able to hold that identity. But yeah, so this does kind of level that playing field a little bit. And I mean, it should have been anyway, like, again, why do we even have these predetermined roles? Why can't we just do the stuff we're good at? No, can now. We can now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We should have been able to anyway. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you were to meet someone who was in our position, and I know that you've had a unicorn transition, you married someone who wasn't entirely straight to begin with. So that really helped things. Like we, there was a lot of things that was working in our favor. I was uniquely qualified to be your wife through this. But if you met someone without maybe our explicit set of circumstances and they found themselves in this place, like what would your, for parting words, well, like what would you say to support them at this time? I mean, it's one of the things that I said to you at the start, which is that, like, I don't want, you know, I don't want you to feel quite trapped. Like, it is possible for this not to, you know, for the relationship not to continue without it being anyone's fault. And if that's better, you know, anyone trying to hide their light, then that's an outcome that has to be possible. And, I, you know, for me, the knowledge that I loved you very, very, very much and that I didn't want to hurt you, but I knew I was going to be shaking things up, led me to the place where, yeah, it's the whole, I know it's a horrific cliche, but if you love something, let it go sort of thing. And it's like I couldn't come to you and demand anything and you couldn't come to me and demand anything. But yeah, that's not really a last thought, is it? It's a last ramble. It's like, (laughs) yeah, sort of, you know, sort of, you don't know what to expect. You do need to be open and honest about it. And it will take you where it will take you. And you can cross your fingers, but some things you will have to work for. Yeah, I think like to go on with that, I found that it was a really beautiful opportunity to audit the things that were working and be really honest with ourselves about, hey, these things are really harmonious and I want to fight for that. And hey, these things here, we've been a bit complacent over the years and they need some work. And I think that oftentimes couples will end up in that place where they go into autopilot and they do get complacent. And it isn't until something extreme happens where it usually will end the relationship. And for me, it was an opportunity for us to birth something new. And I thought that that was really important. And something that a lot of people had pointed out to me too was that my work is so much about helping people honor their truth and like be their fullest self. And of course I was okay with it in our marriage. Like what kind of asshole would I be otherwise (laughs) if professionally I'm doing one thing, but then I'm stopping you from being your fullest self, that would just be bananas. Yes. And yeah, and like you you did quite the opposite of that. You were very much a cheerleader. So thank you. No, you're welcome. And you know, like I will do it till the end. Mm-hmm. Always. Anyway, thank you, Ria, for coming and having this chat and for being so open with us in yeah, this thank way. You. And to those of you listening, thanks for hanging out and hearing our story. We have a very special love and we want to be able to normalize these conversations so that other people can be in a place of expressing their love too. So again, if you have any questions, head over to Instagram, former mean girl pod, we'll make sure it's in the show notes. 
And you know what? I'm also going to add to the show notes the night sky prints because they are so fucking cool. And I don't have an affiliate link or anything, but if you have someone special in your life, you should have one of these. They're really, yeah, really so good. Yeah. They're so good. They're lovely. Yeah. So that is it for this episode. Thanks for hanging out and we'll talk to you soon. That's it for this episode. Thanks for spending this time with me. Make sure to stay in touch between episodes by following me on Instagram. I'm at Serena Myers. If this episode inspired you or you want to support the show, please give it a share to your favorite peeps and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'll see you next time.